Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. I'm Paul John Dykes and this Saturday afternoon for the St Johnson game I am joined by Alan Morrison and Lawrence Connolly to cover what we hope will be yet another excellent performance by Angie's boys. Alan Morrison's the man with the figures, Celtic by numbers uh, and the huddle breakdown as well where we can find you on all the socials and on YouTube and I've noticed that the YouTube channel is booming so fair play to you and the guys, Alan. Lawrence normally joins me in the studio but he's going to be busy tonight hence the reason he's wearing the uh, concept Axom tracky top. Only one in existence at the moment, Lawrence, and you're wearing it. Um, same team as before, same team as last week. Uh, what do you think about that, Alan? We've been talking all week about mm. perhaps 
freshening it up a wee bit. We've heard comments from Ange in the past where he says he doesn't rest players. They get mm. a rest in pre-season and that's it. Mm. And he's stuck by his guns with this one. How big a part of that also is the fact that we've got a whole week to prepare for this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we saw a lot of reasonably amount, amount of change throughout the season. Um, but I think a lot of that was just forced on just the never-ending uh, cavalcade of, of injuries that, that, that the squad suffered, which, you know, has, has thankfully, you know, settled down at the absolutely the key point in the season. So that's that's mm-hmm. great. Um, and so he's got options. But like you say, he's, he's not changing a winning, te- winning team. The more, the more, the more that I uh, study <laughs> and the more kind of old school I think he actually is. I think he's a great, um, you know, melding of, 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 being interested in technology and data and and, and you know of, of, of progress and, and so forth and being you know intellectually curious as a manager, but his his, his basic principles of football are actually you know as old as the hills, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's reassuring, right? I mean, uh, you know, and I think this you know this sim- very simple concept of not not changing a winning team uh, is 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 what is, is really what's uh, what's driven him, uh, I think. Oh yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure that during this conversation comments made by Ange Postecoglou yesterday, maybe Desmond the day before, will filter in and out of the conversation and I know that you've not had a chance to speak about it Lawrence, obviously on Friday Alan was with Tony and Laura What did you make of Dermot Desmond's um, appearance, his cameo? It's, it's nice to see him back, I mean you know, in general you can't deny him and Peter Lowell have a you know, a good stewardship of the club that are financially stable and, you know, we win trebles with regularity. So, but on the flip side, I still think, you know, there's changes needed made and it could maybe have done with speaking out last season. So, you, you, but then again, nobody's perfect. Uh, I'm glad that uh, he's not considering selling to Conor McGregor. I just think that would have been a, a bit of a car crash. So, Sometimes we've got to be careful what we wish for. I think, you know, we, we want change, but it's got to be the right change, isn't it? And on reflection, all in all, his stewardship has been has been good. You know, he brought a nail, he put his hand in his pocket, he brought a nail to the club, which brilliant move. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, what do we expect from a non-executive director? Should we be expecting a chairman to speak out or maybe the board and not a minority shareholder to be get, given such a prominent role? Perhaps it's just because he de facto runs the club because, you, you know, the institutions vote with him. But if it is, maybe take a, a bigger hand and, and run it and maybe have these interviews more regularly. Or, you know, if I've got a, a CEO or an MD or whatever, give, task them with maybe having, I don't know, monthly communications to the fans. I think the, the biggest thing, having thought about it yesterday after discussing it, that I've taken from it as well is the role that Peter Lowell still plays at the club. I don't think it surprises anyone, but it's basically been confirmed, isn't it? And uh, a wee bit of that came out of Ange as well at the, the pre-match yesterday. Now, that's no surprise really, is it, Alan, that, that Peter Lowell is still an influential figure at Celtic? Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't necessarily pick up that he's still pulling strings, to be fair. Um, but the, the, the thing that concerned me the most is, is that... The, the fact that we got Postacoglu just seems like we got really lucky, because if we were to have to look for another manager in a year's time, I've got no confidence that the process is robust enough to to guarantee that we would get a, another uh, candidate of the quality of, of him. Um, you know, to have the non, a non-executive 
shareholder and the CEO making such critical football decisions to me is, is just not a great model. And, and, and whilst I absolutely accept that, you know, as a football club, we've got a very solid foundation, we're well run as a business. Um, for me, the, the whole football operation needs to be overhauled and, and modernised. That still mm. remains the case. I'd, I agree with you. Um, I think maybe the, the more kind of current um, comments were made by Ange yesterday. And I've got to say once again, and I put this out on socials, um, I thought Colin Watt was brilliant in the press conference yesterday. Um, and I'm not criticising anybody else who was in the press conference. Absolutely not. These guys are professionals. But, you know, the same kind of questions do get asked time and time again, I've got to say. And uh, in, in that one press conference, which lasted about 20 minutes, Ange was asked three times how he is able to focus players on a game-to-game basis. Hmm. And he was asked in three different ways, but it was the same question. Hmm. And then the bold Colin comes in and asks him about Carmoco Dembele and the Proclaimers. And um, Ange kind of came to life and gave two very thorough answers, which I thought Hmm. were were brilliant. And, I mean, the, the the Dembele question... Alan, I'm going to ask you this one first. Uh, we've all been very excited over uh, a spell with the development of this kid, but he's no longer a kid. He's 19, and yeah. I don't think the development has been what we would have expected. I'm guessing there's very little in terms of data um, for you to make a call on his performances. Yeah, no, there is, unfortunately. Uh, obviously, he had that uh, long, long spell out with injury, um, which hasn't allowed him really to figure in in Postacoglu's consciousness in terms of contribution to the squad um, or even even to play much in the, in the B team. I think when he has played in the B team, he's looked like he's a, you know, a step above that level, which is great. Um, and, and it really is crunch time now, isn't it? I mean, the contract's running out. Um, he's got to think about what's best for him in terms of, like you say, being 19, where is he going to start playing football? Um, I think what I'm learning again with Postacoglu is that he... You, you know, you get what you get. What you get, he says it straight, uh, and he means what he says. So when he when he says that I'm only interested in people that I know are committed to the cause, and if you're not committed to the cause, you don't want to be here. And he says you're going to get ignored. Um, and, and I'm thinking of Christopher Julian at the moment in my head on that one. I was one. just thinking that. Um, and and does as does and does Dembele have having you know Doke Doke got given his chance. He obviously came to the conclusion that being at Celtic wasn't for him. And so he, he just went back to the B team and was largely ignored after that. Um, and, and Dembele seems to, my reading of it, be on, be on a similar path. So much as I would love the kid to, to fulfil his potential at Celtic, I, I'm reading, reading the runes, I just can't see it happening at the it's moment. A good, it's a good point, yeah, because uh, the same thing happened with Oak, didn't it? Uh, mm. Right back into the B team and he obviously flew the nest. Lawrence, he brought up, uh, not Julianne, he brought up Stephen Welsh, uh, going mm. on about how good a season that Stephen Welsh has had. And, um, you know, he just can't get into the uh, the squad. He's in a squad, he just can't get named on the bench because obviously the balance on there, he's looking at that bench and he's probably thinking, well, you know, if we need to bring on a centre-half, we've got Beaton who can play in two positions. I mean, looking at that, that line-up today, that, that's perhaps what he's thinking. Um, do you think Stephen Welsh... Uh, should be feeling a wee bit aggrieved because, again, I don't... I mean, there's been a few games where he's, he's made some errors. I think uh, Livingston away, he, he might be blamed for the, the goal that we conceded. But overall, I think he's had a, a pretty good season. And like Alan says, I think he'll be here next season. I'm not so sure Chris Julian will be. 
listen, I think Stephen Welsh has done well when he's come in. Young defender, hopefully Ange improves him, but he's got two guys that are part of the best defence in Scotland in front of him. It's mm. it's kind of hard to break in. You know, are you real, what would it take for one of them to get dropped? Absolute howler, terrible game, or maybe run a you know, couple, of, couple of losses, none of which we all want to see. So I think that's where Welsh sits. The subs are going to be five from the front six, just the, the way Andrew's got that front six working. The effort we have to put into the game, he doesn't want to change a defender unless it's injury. Or, you know, maybe Iranovic has another shaky game, maybe we'll see Tony Ramston come on, but I, I think at centre-half he's, yeah, it's just unfortunate, but, you know, the, the comments come from Celtic and from Welsh itself would suggest he's still engaged. Uh, you know, there was talk, was it Udinese? Yes. I'm going there. So, I think, you know, Welsh has definitely got a bigger future than Julian. I mean, let's not forget, we named Julian in the UEFA Cup squad way back in September. He was meant to be fit, didn't make it, and it just kept coming on oh, another knot, another twinge. Julian's, you know, at the end of this season, what do we do with him? Uh, you know, he won't have played for any meaningful football for 18 months. No, no. It'll be a year left in his contract. £7 million investment. Would anyone buy him when you say, look, the guy's not played for 18 months? Could we offer him another contract? Not if you're not played for 18 months and prove it, proving yourself. And you've got committed guys in front of him that want to be here. So yeah. Yeah. what would it say to them? Say, look, this guy's maybe not as committed as you, but I'm going to give him a run. We better disarmony then coming in, isn't it? I think Andrew's right. You know, we saw the, I suppose, what you reap what you sow when you keep non-committed guys at the club and play them in front of committed guys and squad the family and the effect that it had on the team last season definitely don't worry about there again so yeah I, I think Welsh has got future Julian doesn't and I, I think Andrew's right you know you either want to be at Celtic or you don't it's it's not something you should have to waste time persuading people about if, you know if they can't see 60,000 people every second week you know worldwide fame chance to play in Europe win trophies mm. if that's not good enough for them well good luck yeah if you don't fit that model and I, I think that's great and he has spoken before about when he's talking to players coming to the club it's as much about the character as it is about obviously the performance data that, that he's mm. presented with and I found it really interesting that Patrick Roberts was in that boat as well Alan because I mean he's been a topic of discussion for seasons and seasons now but Ange didn't fancy him and it wasn't mm. as much to do with the ability was it so no. I think that backs up exactly what yourself and Lawrence has said today and I think that's pretty refreshing actually we are facing a pre-season where we're probably going to end up losing a lot of money on assets. So you're looking at Julien, Ajeti, um, and also Barkas. But, you know, these are these are issues that were inherited. There's nothing really that the Ange can do. If he can't turn them round, I mean, we're going to have to mm. get them off the wage bill. Um, I don't think... Ball and golly, that... mate. Ball and golly as well. Yeah, yeah. ball and golly, yeah. He's got a year left. Julian's got a year left. Um, well, Rodgers got a year left. He has. I think we, I think we we could also have we probably haven't got time today, but we could probably have a very interesting James Forrest conversation. Yeah, a year left as well. Yeah, yeah, thirty Is years that old. Right? Yeah, just a year left. Now I want to run through the team actually because I've not named it yet, and people will be complaining after twelve and a half minutes. Uh, Joe Hart in goals with Jaranovic, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Starfield, and Taylor. 
McGregor, Hatate and Rogic with Jota, Yakamakis and Maeda up top. On the bench, obviously, the big story is the fact that Kyogo is on there alongside Bain, Beaton, Abada, Turnbull, McCarthy, Idiguchi, O'Reilly and Ralston. And the, the news that Kyogo is back, it was expected, but people are buzzing, as Celtic follower says there. And, I mean, when was the last time you seen him? Was it Boxing Day, Alan? Boxing Day? Uh, yeah, possibly. Sorry, you've thrown me there. <laughs> yeah, I think you, it was. You're, expect, um, you're expecting an accurate answer, aren't you? <laughs> always, always. Um, I think it was a two-one game when Joey Dawson came on up at McDermott before yes. the split. Yeah. Yes, well done. Um, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, um, and, and 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I was absolutely disgusted, disgusted actually that he was put in that position to, to be in because he clearly was struggling. He had he had already missed games with a hamstring strain. You know, he had to go off in the cup final. It's incredible the performance he put in in the cup final to say what state he must have actually been in. And then to to then get thrown into that game and and be really badly injured, I thought was was appalling mismanagement uh, of him. Maybe they felt they didn't have a lot of choice. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, that's all water under the bridge now. And actually, maybe the fact that, um, you know, we've we've got a much bigger squad now that is fit I think uh, Ange said that you know he he made the call not to put Kyogo into the into the onto the bench last week. Mm-hmm. He wanted to give him another week of training uh, before this week. So hopefully lessons are being learned in that regard. Yeah, four months out, it was uh, it was a shocker. And if we're going to take anything positive from it, it's the fact that we've had this emergence of Yakamakis, who of course was already mm. there. But um, he has been given the opportunity, and he's taken it. He's grabbed it, and we had this discussion few weeks back, Alan, and I'm going to ask yourself because I've not asked you directly, his comments that were deemed to be arrogant and all this kind of stuff, I've said it a few times, I thought they were great. That's what I want to hear at this moment in time. I didn't think it was arrogant, it was self-belief. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was severely lacking last season. I mean, what's what's your overall take on Yakimakis? Is he Mm -hmm. someone that's um, turned your opinion of him round or... Or did you see? Did you see the benefits of Yakimakis early doors? No, I didn't. I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, it was sporadic his uh, appearances. Um, the the way that Postecoglou's Celtic team play, the striker generally doesn't get a lot of the ball compared to, for example, an Edward or even a Dembele or even a Lee Griffiths used to. I mean, I used to joke years ago that Lee Griffiths it was fifty fifty whether he'd walk off the pitch with more shots than completed passes. You know, that was the sort of player he was. But actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now we're now in a different, um, very different uh, style of play, whereby the striker really isn't expected to drop out of the box to come wide to link the play. Um, they're there to be between the posts and uh, to to get on the end of hopefully low low flat uh, fast crosses. What, what I did I did a little dig into his data because somebody asked me a great question on Twitter. And I'm sorry I can't remember who it was about whether you know you know about his suitability. And actually, if you look at his spell at Venlo last season, um, his defensive stats were actually even more, uh, were higher in terms of just volume of defensive actions than than they have been for Celtic this season. Now, you might say, well, yeah, but Venlo got relegated. They're not a very good team, etc. But that's not how it works. A striker is a stylistic thing. Um, you know, the, the, um, both both Giacomacus and Maeda in the last match at Ibrox had more defensive actions than any other players on the pitch. Right. And that's your strikers, and most of it, and, and, their, and their pressing was just relentless. Mm-hmm. The number of pressures they put on forty-seven Jakimakis, forty-six Maeda. It's just insane numbers. Um, now, if you look at how he how he performed at Venlo, 
uh, his numbers are very similar. So what that tells me is that Venlo, after this guy, this guy had kicked around in Greece, he'd had a spell at AEK Athens, four goals in 43 games. His defensive metrics were virtually non-existent. They obviously didn't know, know how to use the guy. But Venlo, somebody at Venlo clearly knew how to use this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's the version of Giacomakis that we bought. And, and, you know, you sort of think, here we're buying someone to play a very specific style of play who's got the specific cell set to do it. I mean, it's just brilliant. We just, we just so didn't see that last season. Um, and that's what's so refreshing. So, listen, he's, he's got extreme limitations, right? If he has to take more than one touch on the ball, then the ball could end up, you know, on the moon, right? His, 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 his technical skills uh, are so poor. But if you want someone to absolutely put himself on the line for the team, to pressure the opposition to be an absolute pest, and you want somebody who who's who's absolutely breathtaking at finishing, uh, even though he hasn't touched the ball for thirty minutes, then 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 he's your guy, and I think he's a perfect fit for the system, mm-hmm. and, and and is a great piece of recruitment. I find it interesting that uh, when we were talking about Ange in the early days, Alan, you actually pointed out that the offensive players have to have that ability to defend. And I remember you saying it because we were talking about El Yunusi and Christie and, and the guys that were actually leaving and who might yeah. have been suited those to the way Ange plays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those two were doing great. So that's interesting that a big part of Yakimakis' success mm. has been that. I mean, it, it blew me away just watching uh, the, the, the two players that you mentioned. Their performances against Rangers was incredible. I've seen some unbelievable stats about um, the the ground covered by Maeda. So unbelievable that I'm not sure that they're accurate. I don't think they are. I think <laughs> someone was having a bit of a laugh. I know, but, 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 the, but, the, but, the, but the pressure start, the pressures, which is, and the pressure is, sorry to be technical, but pressure is, is very simply, you know, you've got the ball, Paul, and I'm going to run to close you down and try and stop you or hurry you up. It's, it's, it's that, right? So it's a lot, of, a lot of dynamic running and closing down of the opposition. And Maeda would be one of the probably highest in the league, and he would average 27 pressures something like that, a game. So 47 and 46. <laughs> I mean, Maeda didn't have a shot on goal, and yet he influenced the game hugely, yeah. even, though, even though he didn't really do anything offensively. That's a very different kind of football from what we were we grew up with. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, obviously we were, um, Lawrence and I, we were uh, quite openly um, critical of some of the performances of Yakimakis, but I'm watching him now. And over the last few performances and thinking to myself that, you know, he is giving us something that I think we've tried to buy a player like him in the past quite a few times and it's not worked out. Uh, But he is giving us something, Lawrence, that, you know, anybody who has doubted him at any point, he's turned their opinion of the player around. And I think you and I would both put our hands up and say, you know, what we've got now is is a player who... um, could he potentially keep Kyogo out? Well, yes, if it continues with, with these performances. You suggested two up top. I'm not quite sure that Ange would change uh, the shape of this side. So, on the answer on the type of striker that we need, and obviously Maeda and Yakamakis fit that, and I'd say probably Kyogo does, or your, your front three, where would that leave Jota? Because he certainly wouldn't give you the defensive actions. And I don't think he's been the same player since Christmas as he was before. And, you know, It'd be quite an expensive acquisition. So could you see Maeda, Yakimakis and Kyogo as that front three? I, I think what you'd you'd lose that little that bit of sort of magic dust. I mean, you know, with with Kyogo and sorry, with Kyogo and Maeda and Jakimakis, they're all quite similar in style in terms of you're, you're going to get that tremendous work rate, you're going to get tremendous 
pressure on the ball uh, of the opposition. You're going to get people making great runs across in, within the box. Um, but there's not a lot of craft in there. And I think what Jota gives you is that balance, that beautiful balance, because his, he's a he's a real high volume guy. And what I mean by that is, you know, he he he, he unlike unlike Maeda who, or Drakomakis even, he might touch the ball very very few times, but still walk off the pitch with a couple of goals. Jota's a guy that puts in a lot of crosses. He he tries a lot of through balls. He gets on the ball a lot for a winger, and he's very creative and and he's very direct. So I think he's a He's a brilliant balancing counterpoint to having someone like Amaida who's not going to create a lot. He's not going to put in many interesting passes or crosses, but he's going to make some really intelligent runs. And Jakimakis, who's you know mix a mix of uh, you know defensive uh, work rate and and uh, offensive uh, clinicalness. So I think Jota. I think that three at the moment is a really nice mix. I think if you had Kyogo in there instead of Jota, I think you'd 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 have a little bit of a uh, creativity deficit in my in my opinion. It's going to be interesting to see how Ange reintroduces Kyogo into the fold. Um, absolutely delighted to see our audience uh, all over the world. Sean McAteer, Hong Kong, CSE tuning in. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Thanks very much for your support and chance. I think this is a an interesting point because I didn't have much. Um, to criticise the performance for against Rangers. I just thought you know, it was one of the days Lawrence was in in the studio. We were very buoyant um, in <laughs> here. I remember when we, we've, gone, we've gone behind very, very early in the game and I turned around to Ewan and I wasn't concerned. I actually okay. didn't have that. It, I thought to myself, you know, we are going to just um, play our game, as Ange continually says, and overcome this. But there were one or two players, and I think chances bring up Hatati because... Uh-huh. He, he was a guy that, again, to my my casual um, eye, I, I thought he was a bit off it. I thought yeah, potentially Juranovic was as well, and maybe even maybe even Jota. Um, but what he's done here, Alan, is he's he's stuck with them. And sometimes players can play through a tricky patch or a wee bit of loss of form. Or, or could you tell us something different about those three performances? Weren't they as bad as, as perhaps our observations are telling us? Yeah, so I, I wrote at length about Hatati on the, the Celtic Way yesterday, and um, it, it, actually his performance data has never been good from day one, but it's been masked by these wonderful moments like mm. that goal against Hearts, um, the, you know, the, the goals against in the derby and the assist, obviously. Um, you know, those those moments, those magic moments, actually um, covered over the fact that his overall performance data so far has been pretty average, and I went into a lot of detail on that in, in that that article and showed that of all his, his, his creative numbers are actually no better than Callum McGregor and Callum McGregor's playing as a withdrawn six. Um, the only thing that he brings that would be definitely better than Turnbull and Rogic is his defensive uh, his defensive numbers are yeah. better. And this is the bind I think we've still got in, in midfield uh, that I think is a, something that has to be addressed um, over the summer is that. We've got two. We've had two players, Turnbull and Rogic, that are essentially number tens. They're being asked to do a box-to-box number eight midfielder role, and they can kind of do it okay. Um, Riley is tremendous. He's just an absolute all-rounder. He probably lacks the the, the physicality and pace that Christie had, but he's he's very much 
like a Ryan Christie, that he can do virtually everything. Uh, he, you know, he, he does defensive stuff, he does creative stuff, he scores goals. Um, Hatati is would you know his numbers, his, his underlying numbers are, are not good. And but what we have to remember, what that, that, that so that you might think that's really negative, and I'm being critical. I'm not because what we have to remember is that although he's 24 years old and Matt O'Reilly is only 21, um, he's had less professional football matches than or, than um, O'Reilly. I mean, uh, in Japan, a lot of professional footballers come through the university system, so unheard of in this country. Um, and so they don't tend, tend to play professional football. I mean, he didn't really start playing for um, Kawasaki Frontal until he was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and in his professional career, um, he's actually been played in a lot of different positions. He's only actually, before joining Celtic, played around 20 matches as a central midfielder. And I don't know if he was doing the same role as he's been asked to do at Celtic. Um, so I think we have to give the kid uh, time. We have to be patient with him. And I use the analogy of Ryan Christie, a because I want Hatati to be the to be as effective as Christie was in that playing that kind of role. But b because when Christie arrived, he had much the same experience as Hatati did when Hatati joined Celtic. And it took Christie three years of being loaned out mm-hmm. to build up both his physical capabilities and and his his match his, his, his skill set to be able to contribute to Celtic first team so I think we're going to have to be uh, pretty patient with this kid I think he's got all the tools he has got all the tools and he's got all the potential but we just need to yeah, he's the one he's the one player that's playing today that I was surprised to see in the line out but I don't think um, Postacoglu wants to put in I, I don't think he can put in Rogic and Turnbull or Rogic and O'Reilly, so yeah. Atati almost has to play just just because of that, that little bit more defensive solidity that he provides. But it's a conundrum that centre midfield, and it still is, and at least it's where we need to uh, still look at uh, in the summer. It's really interesting that you know the fact that he hasn't played that many games, and uh, yeah. like you say again, though that the moments certainly can mask sometimes the the stats and the data, Alan, because you remember those incredible goals, the strikes, and the and the, the passes that that come off, etc. So that I always find that interesting. Tony Cassidy, welcome back to the show, sir. Turn off Clyde, support your side. <laughs> Turn on Axon. Hey, I'll subscribe to that. No problem at all. Uh, we need to get a wee um, prediction from you guys before we go <laughs> to the action. Um, but we were given yesterday from uh, a pal of the show a couple of tickets for a gig. Uh, we all like a gig, don't we? And we gave away Simple Mind gig tickets last week. So this week it's a wee bit different because it's a Celtic event um, that you could be going to see. What about this for a lineup? Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton. Paul Lambert, Jackie Mack and Lubo Moravchik. An unforgettable experience, 29th of May 2022 at the SEC Armadillo. Um, so that is a, a one-star production, a first-star production. And we've got a couple of tickets. In order to get involved, all you need to do is retweet or like or share on our socials or get into the YouTube and subscribe. And we'll continue to give away free prizes simply for tuning in. Lawrence Conley, give me a prediction for today. Celtic versus St. Johnson. I think it's going to be 3-0. I think it's going to be all over the first half. And then we will just manage the game. Just looking at the, the, the crowd there, wee guy getting excited because he's on the big screen. Superb, love it. <laughs> uh, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous that uh, I'm not sitting in my seat today. But it looks like a very busy Celtic park. There's a bit of sunshine. Alan, I don't know if you like the predictions, but I'm going to ask you for one. <laughs> no, I think... I think so listen, they're they're on probably as good a form as they've been on all season. 
they're, they're going for three big centre backs at the back, which are going to sit as sentinels across the, the width of the six yard box, and they're not going to move. And they're going to have two. They've got two um, wing backs who are going to be doing, you know, making a five a lot of the time, and and, and some and pretty defensive midfielders as well. And then they've got a bit of pace with Middleton and Hendry up front. So it's going to be it's going to be a bit stuffy, I think. Uh, if I, I, my 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 instinct says two nil, but it's going to be you know it's going to be quite a bit of a battle to unpick them. They're still fighting for their lives. They want to stay ahead of Dundee. Um, so you know, and, and 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 defending is their strength. They don't need to go out and win the game. They've got that six point buffer over Dundee. Um, so I think they'll be defending very deep and uh, in numbers. Yes, they do. I mean, I, I know they won't accept this, but they do look safe because Dundee don't look as though they're going to turn that around. Brilliant mm. to see the Green Brigade, the North Curve uh, banners uh, pointing out and raising awareness once again for mental health. So anyone uh, out there um, can be hit by the mental health issues that many of us have faced. And it's all about being able to access the right advice and knowing that you need to speak to someone and I think it's brilliant they're using their influence um, on, a, on a big stage that they have uh, to promote uh, the raising of that awareness so well done to everybody involved there let's go and join the action and we will join you at half time hopefully we'll be speaking about a positive performance by Celtic all that's left for me to say is thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you to Lawrence Conley and also to Alan Morrison for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.